2: I know a ghost story or two. Let's do
1: this.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Don't you
0: just feel that? Every time. Every time. Every time.
1: Gosh.
0: How is that not a gold record?
1: It's not out yet. If you're looking for this song, (laughs) Come Alone, uh, it'll be on the new Sun Eaters album that comes out, I believe. This holiday season, but as Chris Garibaldi of the uh, Sun Eaters has told our listeners, mm-hmm. uh, over on the Patreon, I believe, they'll release it there as soon as it becomes available. <laughs> Love that and jam. we'll figure out a way to get out to the, the, the awesome. rest of our listeners, too. We'll figure something out. Anyway, hi everybody, welcome back to another episode of Bigfoot Collectors Club. It's that fun, paranormal, UFO, Bigfoot-themed podcast you've gotten into this summer. Oh, yeah. Uh, We like to tell uh, stories of high strangeness and share histories of people's personal paranormal uh, experiences with celebrity guests. And today we have... Well, she informed us that we have to describe her as a superhero. Yes. As a fashion model. Yep. As... (laughs) A sexy lady. Yeah. That's not me. She said it. Sexiest woman alive.
3: Yes. That's all I Um, said for you to say. That's the only thing. We have. (laughs) (laughs) You're just coming up with all this stuff on your Musical artist.
1: Grace Mitchell is with us today. Woo! Grace, welcome to the show.
3: I'm so excited. We're so excited to have you. Grace. This is a special episode.
1: Grace is part of the BCC family from the get go. It's true. Nova's mama. Yeah. And you work with uh Andy Rosen, who we've had on the show. yeah, he's producer, so uh he's my boy, yeah, so uh it's good it's good good when we get some musicians in on the show because we don't we haven't gotten enough, so this is awesome. um Grace, welcome to the clubhouse.. I
3: mean- God, I'm so excited right now because this has been happening at my house <laughs> <laughs> for months. Yeah. So you just want
1: to? Uh, should we pull back the curtain and describe what your relationship is to the show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Riley's okay. my
3: boyfriend. producer. sure, Riley is my yeah. boyfriend. Awesome. That's yeah, right. Riley, don't embarrass her.
4: <laughs> I'm gonna, How? I'm gonna embarrass her for uh, sure. No, <laughs> she'll embarrass me. No, someone's no. gonna be embarrassed by the end of this. Jeez. Oh, that always
1: happens. Come on. Uh, usually, someone's ashamed and it's me.
3: <laughs> Usually, someone's crying, yeah. and it's Bryce. <laughs> yeah, <this is> true. <laughs>
1: oh man. Uh, well, thanks for sticking around, and come back to the show if you listen to last week's Chupa Copper episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a good one. That was a great one, actually. That I, might be I one of my favorite it. episodes of all mm. time. I have had so much fun, and anyway, we legend. are also joined by Nova, the BCC Paw Patrol. Mm. What's up, baby? He looks like a white yeti. He's so cute. Um, so Grace, let's get into this a little bit because, uh, uh, other than being a musician and an artist and a a superhero, um, we have been hinted mm-hmm. at through you about some highly strange activity that has happened in your life. So, I would like to just get into it. Yeah, if dude, we may Let's, do let's it. jump and right. Ask Grace. Let's do it. What is your personal paranormal history?
3: Okay. Well to begin, I feel like I it hasn't been so much hinting as being like, Hey guys, I have probably one of the best <laughs> UFOs. <laughs> like just being the most boastful about my UFO story. Yeah. And we really hope that I won't let you and the we listeners We finally down.
1: picked up on the clues. Yeah. and I believe- You got a good story for I us. I got a good one. I, I got believe you're our
0: only guest to have a UFO story. What? Yeah, yeah. so far. No. I'm not Holy- even kidding. I <gasps> don't
3: think we've had any close encounters with guests. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. So, That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm honored. Oh, gee. Holy cow. Mm-hmm. Um, I've told this story to Riley before too, in the beginning of when we were dating to which I don't know. Did you think I was crazy? No, that sealed the deal. Oh yeah. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah, it. yeah. That that yeah, was hot was like, for him. Right, oh, Super yeah. turnover. <laughs> 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 Let's do this. Freaky chick seen an alien. That's yeah. cool. Um, yeah, so shall I jump that's in? That's a
1: good I just wanna say that's a good eye that's like a good icebreaker. Yeah. And also a good way to figure out if you're compatible with somebody. Oh mm-hmm. certainly like if, if they're they like, can't
3: be down, if they're like a normie about it and are not cool with it, then it's over instantly
1: guys by the way if you didn't already figure this out no normies on this show yeah if you're a normie (laughs) normie. turn this podcast
0: off
3: (laughs) ew and yuck be freaky because freaky is fun weirdos freakies
0: that's true yeah
3: clowns Clowns, actually maybe not clowns
0: I got that all the time. You're weird. I was like, "Thank you, <laughs> Thank you yeah, very totally, Thank you very much."
3: It's an it's it's a you wear it as a as a medal of honor being it a is. weird kid in your school. I was a weird kid. Yep. I'm sure that y'all were pretty weird. Yeah, as no long doubt about as it. you are I not like it.
1: pouring your chocolate milk on your pizza and then eating it to gross everyone okay. out,
3: that's a weird. I will <laughs> never get on board with. No, that's a weird that becomes a serial killer that's (laughs) that's, that's different we avoid that that's different stuff okay okay cool uh all right i'm gonna do i like rehearsed it and everything okay
1: this is gonna be better told than the one i have coming up during the second half of the show
3: Uh um okay once upon a time i lived in a small town called cottage grove and cottage grove is in um oregon it wow. is about thirty minutes outside of Eugene, Oregon. It's a very small town, um, surrounded by forestation. It's a lumbering town where they produced lumber. It became a place when the gold rush happened, and it's called. Um, they have every they have a festival every year called Bohemian Mining Days that celebrates like all of the, the gold. What are those called? Proc- proctors. Prospectors. Prospectors. Mm. All the gold prospectors that came through there and like. Basically made Cottage Grove a thing.
0: It already has like a great name, like the Cottage Grove Incident. Totally. Right? Yeah, it's, it's totally set up for that.
3: It's ex- yeah. So I'm gonna paint a little picture because it is just such a place where. It reminds me of when we did boggy creek the, the movie night for all the patreon listeners did you was there any uh
1: history of strange activity in the town growing up that you heard of because I hear like Lumberyard, pacific Northwest yeah. I think bigfoot i mean was there any, oh, was sure. any of that in the culture did you, you
3: know? I don't have a particular incident or like story right. that I could I could recollect, but I'm sure that this is a place where some high strangers went down and like Bigfoot definitely was, there's talks of Bigfoot growing up. I'm sure that lots of people have been witnesses, but um, so I, yeah, so I grew up there um, in a, in a little farm farmhouse in town and on all sides of the is just forest land. And I will, I walked like a mile and a half to school every day from the time that I was in like elementary school, to middle school, And it was really small town. Everybody knew each other. It was great to grow up. I had a great childhood. Um, And one night, my mother had found out from the news that there was going to be a meteor shower. And she was like, oh, by the way, I'm I'm like 11 in this story. So I'm in elementary school. I'm like in fifth grade. And she's like, let's go do that. Let's go to your school where there's a big field of like open clearing near my elementary school and let's go watch it because you could see the sky it was a clear night love that and i was like mom you're cool as heck i love you and so we went at like midnight past my bedtime and we took my dog just me and my mom and my dog and we rode our bicycles there and it was beautiful it was like we're around this time in the summertime it's like june school's out clear warm night we go down there and we had packed snacks and we were gonna lay our blanket out and we went and we in the middle of the field, no one was out there. And we laid our blanket down, eating some couscous salad, meteors start happening, it's gorgeous. We're seeing all these lights come down, we're like having the best time talking about the universe and getting real trippy with it. My mom's really cool, so she was just like like totally indulging my like my my child brain of wonder and being up late. It was great. And then we're watching it for maybe like an hour, and um, we are starting to wind down. We're thinking we're probably going to go home at this point. We stay for a couple minutes, and then I see uh, a star up in the sky that's pretty bright. And you know like when you look up in the night sky and you see a star and you think it might be a plane mm-hmm. because it's moving around a little bit. So I'm watching it, and it seems like it's probably a plane. And But it's having this kind of very like sporadic movement where mm. it's it's not – doesn't it doesn't seem quite like a plane so i'm keeping my eye on this thing but i'm also kind of watching the night sky and then it's moving it's kind of picking up speed it's far away far 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 away it looks like it's a star but it's moving and it's picking up speed it's heading in the east above my school and i like nudge my mom i'm like mom look at this like what do you think that is and she's like it's a plane and i was like do you think it's like some, something more than a plane and she's like she's like oh yeah yeah it's you know ufo and then i'm like haha yeah and we're kind of joking about it and then it moves over the school and it's and it 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 appears to be almost like almost like hovering above the school but again it's really far off so it, okay it's, we're like it's it's maybe like a helicopter or a plane or something.
1: Now how far are you from the school itself?
3: The school is probably like 100 meters away okay. from us. So we're in yeah, this you're big on the football field. field. So this yeah. thing
1: is, right. So this thing is positioned yeah. from your point of view over the school. It's like hor- but, horizon but it's, it's But it's not literally over the, no, no, the no, roof no, of the no, school. No. No. Okay. No. So yeah. so
3: if it were like right. for example a plane it would be moving in the direction of right. the east above my school. Okay. And watching it and then All of a sudden, another light appears in the sky, not far from the original light, and it kind of looks like to be the same, same, same vibe. It's like twinkling, almost like a star. We're assuming it's a plane, Mm. and then we're watching it. I'm like, this is getting kind of weird because they're not moving as though like a plane would, Mm -hmm. and because they're kind of moving around really quickly. And
0: um yeah, and well, planes go from A to B. Yeah, I mean,
3: yeah, they don't, they're not like moving or like stopping or anything. And they have like, like that. flashing
1: red yeah, lights, yeah, yeah, yeah. like FDA lights. Totally, like that. you can. So it,
3: we're like, so at first we go from thinking it's a star to now it's a plane, but now it's not moving like a plane, so we're really confused. And we're watching these two objects, and I say to my mom, I'm like, this is really weird. Did they look like they're communicating with one another?"
2: Whoa!
3: And she's like, "Yeah, because one is one is doing like a little blinking." Light and then the other one will go and blink a little bit, and then the other one, and they're going back and forth kind of in this like binary way. And we're like, at this point, we're like, whoa, what is going on here? This is really bizarre. And we're watching this for probably a minute, and then one of the two objects explodes. What? Yeah, the entire night sky lights up, and it it is like the brightest thing you've ever seen. So bright. No sound, but, like, huge explosive light. And we're like, oh, oh my God. And we're watching it. And then the original object is, like, a consistent light at this point. So, like, we're like, we have no idea what's going on. How long did the light flash it was just a flash a okay. flash of light a, a equivalent like longer like a than firework, a camera flash like a firework okay or something but not not like a consistent firework right. it was just like that bright and like a camera flash yeah that's a good that's a good About example that long. okay so we're watching it we're like if it slipped into another dimension well okay weird mm, okay maybe oh, happened, oh no, no probably got his foot touched it, he's okay down. um so anyway we yeah so so we're looking at this thing we're like oh my god And then the other thing and the the original object that we were staring at starts to become more visible. Its shape starts to kind of fill out a little bit more. It's moving in the direction of where we are. So it's come now from the west to the east and is now coming back towards us, towards the west.
0: How are you feeling at this point? We
3: are scared. We are so scared. And we're like just in complete amazement, totally like... Ostra Excitement turns kind to of turns to fear getting exci- We were excited at first Because we were joking around We were the only people there We're like My mom is into trippy shit I'm into trippy shit And am I allowed to curse on this? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah Oh Let word oh, yeah. Fuck yeah So um, Yeah so we're watching this thing And it's coming In our direction We're watching its form Fill out a little bit more And then we Our, our depth perception Is telling us That it's starting to move Towards us And move closer to the ground and I'm seeing this thing, and we're watching it, and we're watching it, and it's starting to come in towards us and it it's it was like I, I mean it's so surreal, even just like thinking about it and recounting it, and we're watching it, and I, finally, we can see that it's this giant object, and it's moving really close to the ground, and it's coming in it's coming in and it's coming in, and underneath of it there are these lights on the bottom of what is this giant craft that now is hovering over us about 200 feet off the ground. Okay,
1: 200 feet off
0: the it ground? It was, yes, okay, like
3: 200 feet off the ground. So
1: if you were to hold up your hand to it, this yeah. is a test, could you cover it with your thumb?
3: Yeah, definitely.
1: Could you block the whole thing out with your thumb?
3: Oh, no, no, no. no. I thought you meant like a light. Right, no, no, no Okay, no, no.
1: what about your hand? No. No. So it would take like
0: it's, yeah, it it's,
3: was like a, it was like a baseball diamond.
0: But you said craft, so wow. now it went from like what looked like a star yeah, to now what definitely looks it look, like definitely looks a like craft. a craft.
3: And the, the 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 other thing about what I was saying earlier about the movement of the craft, why it was so bizarre, is because it took from the time frame of it like exploding, or the other thing like exploding and we, uh, seeing that huge flash and this thing coming in, and it coming close to the ground and like coming towards us a very short amount of time wow it was so quick to the point where we're thinking it's a plane far off in the distance and now it's like directly above that's like, us that's
1: got to like throw your reality off oh it's so insane. wacky
3: yeah it was really bizarre really scary my mom reaches over grabs my hand she's like like white knuckling my hand mm-hmm. i were like motionless my dog is looking up at it we're all like i could feel my heart rate we were like I thought to myself in my head, I was like, uh, "This is about to happen. Yeah. We're about to like straight up get abducted." You like, had this that. Is a f- thing. You had that thought go through yeah, your yeah. head. Oh can you yeah!
1: Describe what the bo- what, what the surface of the bottom of the craft yeah. looks so, like.
3: Yeah, so so the bottom of the craft was this very like dark material, industrial almost. You could definitely see like outlines of 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 like different shapes on the bottom of it. There were lights, six lights on the bottom, all yellow. Wow. And um, it was and triangular Tri- okay. in shape. Oh, it's triangular. Yeah. Okay. Triangular in shape, but 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 it it was like a, it looked like that mirror almost behind us. There is this big triangle yeah, mirror, and totally it, like it, it wasn't like a, it wasn't like a, a plane or anything like it's that. A black triangle. It was a black triangle and very like. Very like industrial on the bottom of it. Was
1: one of the lights, did they have a light at the center of it? Do you remember no, that was no. like dome? So you have six lights, one six and three. lights three? going like this. Okay, so go, one at each end and then probably another one in the middle of each. Yeah. So, yeah. so just outlining the triangle all the way around. Totally.
0: Okay. So this thing, so I want to get back to like, it's just, yeah. so it's 200 feet of, off the ground oh, yeah. and, it's, and like it's just hovering, hovering above there?
3: us. Yeah, it's hovering above us. Was there any and sound? No sound, completely silent. It's completely silent. That was what was crazy is that it's completely silent and there's no one around us mm-hmm. at all and we're like in the middle of nowhere essentially. Wow. And it it's like so silent and it moved in so quickly and it's hovering above us.
0: Did you have the sense that it was aware of your presence?
3: Yeah, certainly. Totally because we were the only ones there and why would it why would it, you know, choose to come directly above so us? So close
0: to you guys. Yeah.
3: Right. And, um, yeah, so we're watching this thing. I'm thinking in my head, like, holy cow, this is like, we're, it's about to go down. Mm. My mom is probably thinking the same thing. I mean, when I talked to her today about it, she'll, by the way, like our stories are identical. Like yeah. this is it most definitely like the instance that happened. And when she talks about it, she's like, yeah, I thought I was going to get abducted. I bet. Who's so, to say you didn't? I mean, <laughs> no. I mean, who knows, man? Seriously. So what happened uh. next? So we're so yeah. So we're we watching this thing, and it was probably only hovering above us for about three seconds, but it felt like infinity when this mm-hmm. giant craft is above you. And so it's it's hovering above us. We're like every everyone's quiet. We're looking at it. We're we're preparing ourselves to essentially get abducted, and then it blasts off into like warp speed. It goes wow. off into the west, and you can no longer see it. It goes by like faster than a millisecond. So
1: it moves horizontally.
3: Yeah. Out. Straight out. Into can the, I ask, into the uh, wow. um, I don't want to date you, but what year, can I ask what year about this was? like? So I was 11, so this is what, I'm 20 now. This is like... <laughs> The math, twelve years okay. ago. I don't know. Nine. Nine. Yes. Nine. Jesus Christ. So this, is,
1: this is two thousand nine. Yeah. Okay. Okay. God. I just want to know to cross.
3: I'm all nervy. Reference. I'm all nervy right now. No, you can't no. just throw math don't, at me when I'm nervy. Me. I can't do. I'm wow. like I'm talking about my scary story. That is an yeah.
0: incredible story. Yeah. I mean, The, de- the details right? on that mm-hmm. are just like so strange. And yet not strange in yeah. the world of ufology That's yeah so like...
3: okay, so the story keeps happening so basically we we we're, we're like, oh my God, okay, so this thing blasts off, we know we no longer see it, turn to one another, we're like that really just went down no real words were exchanged just like uh 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 oh my God, mm-hmm. and we pack up all of our things, put them into our bike, head back home. um my dad's there, we tell him the story, he's freaked out. We call the UFO hotline which is like super Smart. clogged up because I think that that's a thing. Like on meteor shower nights, there's a lot of paranormal activity. Wow. So it's all clogged up. We can't really get through to anybody. And then my mom and I are like, should we share this story? And we're like, yeah, I mean. I was pr- about to ask, no like, like yeah, if you but reported it as well. it, but
0: I'm so glad you did that. Yeah. What's the
3: name of the town again? Cottage Grove, Oregon. Cottage Grove. And so then later I went on to learn about the fact that like the craft that I saw is something that a lot of people tend to see. It's the same one as like the Phoenix. Is the same lights. as Phoenix
1: Lights. That
0: black um, triangle craft.
3: Yeah, it's the same, same exact looking one.
0: Yeah, they've been reported all over the world. Yeah, yeah black triangular craft with the lights along no the edge. Which I had no
3: prior idea. Sure. About, of course. Why
1: would you know at that
3: no, age yeah.
1: about the Phoenix Lights? You know,
3: my my uh, like, I, I always assumed like what a UFO would look like is that like saucer disc, and mm-hmm. so when this happened, we were like. I mean, I I remember thinking also like, is this a military craft? Like, right? You know.
4: What was that bike ride home like after that? So fast, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So
3: fast, full speed, full speed ahead, fifth wow. gear. Wow. Yeah.
4: Did you any? Did you happen to check the time when this? I I was think think it was probably like one
3: a.m. by the time this happened. We were probably at the park for like an hour. So no,
4: no, no sense of, of um missing time. Oh
3: no, no, no. But I wonder. I mean, I. By the way, like just from like listening to the podcast and hearing you guys talk about alternate dimensions this is the first time that I it ever occurred to me that maybe like cryptids and UFO sightings or alien interaction could be um, multi-dimensional. And mm. I've always I like appreciated that idea because it's like, yeah, how do you explain this this stuff? I don't know. Yeah, I like and those idea. are and those portals. are just yeah portals. It's I explain portals. everything away at portals. It's portals,
0: you know, and those are just those are just theories. Like, I mean, no one even knows. Like, I, I was listening to um, Richard Dolan, who's one of the more scientific, incredible guys investigating UFOs for the last thirty years, and he did a he did a whole thing on the extraterrestrial hypothesis, and 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 just you know, I've I'm. I'm more of an interdimensional guy but god does he bring credence to that as well. You're just mm-hmm. like there's god knows where these things are coming from whether mm-hmm. it's f- f- from here or from there. I mean, I don't think anybody really has any real idea. I mean, th- that that is just fascinating. That is wild because that is so crystal. so I, I want to go back to like you, you saw one of them kind of like you said you said the word explode
3: yeah that's the and, and, and the word explode is actually also taken from my 11 year old self like that is right. the thought that I had in my head I yeah. thought explosion I didn't think like portal or anything it else. could that and, could
1: have been some kind of Stargate yeah I think like poof, mass amount of energy blinking well that's kind of what I figured another, uh, mm-hmm. yeah w- like a warp or wormhole.
3: And when I say communicating, too, that's the, also my eleven-year-old brain. That's these are the two exact words that I use to mm-hmm. describe it. That I've been using to describe but you, it. But but for that nine makes years. sense. I mean, yeah.
1: because advanced technology. I mean, on one hand, would baffle us, but you would think that it would also be able to understand what it was. I don't know, doing a child to understand? I don't know. There's just something like you could tell they were communicating, signaling to each other. One either. You didn't see anything you didn't see the, the black triangle like fire anything no, at no. the other one.
3: No, it was it was no. It was like it was like they were they were blinking on and off back and forth in 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 this rhythmic way, and then one of them lit up the night sky.
1: So funny when you were telling that part of the story, I was thinking about how we really do take for granted, even when we're like sitting here talking about these stories or researching UFO stuff, like I just realized listening to that, like we really take for granted how little We look uh, up. Well that but um how little like command of flight we really have at this stage in our evolution, you know, like Oh yeah, rocket fl- propulsion. Well no it, but it, well I mean we take it for granted like like um we've only been flying for what, a hundred years, a little over hundred years. Yeah. Oh yeah. And and obviously we've been able to 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 achieve so much just in that as a technological marvel. But if you were to take a uh, a car, even, just your basic... Look, I drive a Prius. If you were to take a, Pri- a Prius back in time, say, 500 years, 400 oh, yeah, years, yeah. and say, this basically operates the same way as a horse does, but a million times fucking better. And look at what this does and this and that, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it would blow the thought that's put into the Prius a GPS system uh, a hybrid engine all that stuff that would mean nothing to the people back yeah. then where even just a simple idea of like fuel goes in there you know there's that totally. now i think i think they could be able to sit in the cockpit or you know and, and go oh i get it like it's user friendly in that way much like how you watched these two things and you went oh they're communicating but so just think about that like imagine what aircraft 500 years from now will be like and what they'll be able to do Mm -hmm. now imagine what aircraft 500 million years from now would be able to do and so for these guys to be able to move that quickly blink in and out of contact Mm -hmm. like it must be just so yesterday's news to them and we're sitting here on this planet going oh my god look at what how fast that's moving and they've been doing it for thousands if not millions of years and and so what beyond just flight or interstellar travel have they been able to accomplish
0: any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic arthur c Clarke, and i always think of that you know mm -hmm. crazy so that's
3: the thing too is like when with this explosion thing quote unquote that i said it like I, I could what what they're doing, maybe my brain doesn't even comprehend what they're doing technologically. Right. That the only closest word that I could use to describe what happened is a light explosion. They right. could be going into warp Man, speed, they could be jumping so dimensions. I also wondered if a meteor stuff.
1: hit it and blew it up or oh,
3: something. Oh God, yeah. I don't even know. That's Who knows? Who knows?
0: So, when this thing was how big was it when it was like two hundred feet hovering, would you say like the size of like a like a baseball diamond? It was wow. huge wow, it was
3: huge it was That's so, insane. so so big, and it was really the the bottom side of it was like really vivid in the way that it was um I could see all like the kind of mechanical. I don't know the parts of it on the bottom. That's just why. Like I could see it, but it was said the word craft
0: and uh, metallic and industrial. Yeah, those are like what people describe when they see UFOs up close. You know.
1: Yeah. If you had to guess, I know you said I'm not sure if it's this or that. Like if 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 pressed or like, where do what does your gut tell you it was and where it came from?
3: UFO for sure, million percent.
1: Not military. No, UFO, okay. UFO,
3: because it, because the way that again, like, the, besides the fact that it looked like something that I don't know could have potentially been I don't know like military or some secret mm-hmm. operation type of craft, the way that it moved was remarkable and unlike. Anything on Earth, the fact that I could move from point A to point B in under a second—I
1: love that detail—and
3: that it was so far away and then became so close—it doesn't make it, any sense. And, and
1: your brain, because we're not used to seeing stuff move that quick, mm-hmm. so you really have to go like that's a reality-altering experience. No, just you, just, just you, the movement of the craft alone. You know when you know when you're seeing
0: out of this world. Let me ask you: Has it changed? How has it altered your your perception of the world, or has it?
3: Yeah. So, so one of the biggest impacts that that had on me was that now I just like I, when people tell me that they see remarkable things, mm. I am not gonna immediately jump to you're crazy. Yeah. And I think that's that's something that, you know, is. It's like a, it's a it's way an for our, it's, 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 <laughs> it's frustrating because it's a really sobering way to just like put a bandaid on someone when yeah. the fact is like, we've all seen crazy stuff and a lot of it, even if it is like, I don't know, like people are fabricating it or they're not telling the truth, what they experienced is like so real to them. And like, who am I to judge that? Mm-hmm. So that's the way that it impacted me is I'm not going to like take for granted when someone's telling me a story and I don't think it's real i 'm I'm just gonna be like okay they experienced something wild and yeah. I should not discredit that or devalue that
4: well and
0: how lucky to have your mother sitting there right by you to, yeah. to and witness I have the three, exact same event exactly
3: you know? I have my mom who witnessed it my dog who witnessed it and then mm-hmm. my, my my dad who was able to c- confirm by uh um, vicariously through us that it happened because he was also freaked out
0: right yeah. I'm dying to know, but I wouldn't be surprised if there were other witnesses in and around the community that might yeah. have seen something that night as well. You know? I know? I was
1: just looking right now. Mm. I was like googling yeah. on like UFO hunters and MUFON, seeing if I could find any any listings. Yeah, yeah out. we'll have to do a little. post-research I need post to do it when I can
3: actually that.
0: focus on it and not, you know. I,
3: I would be so fascinated to do yeah. some research on like Cottage Grove in particular and all the paranormal activity. It might be there. worth a Gra- phone call Grace, to MUFON, Grace's and just, Cottage
0: Grove incident. That yeah. is so I mean, cool. what
1: an awesome story. It's a, you know,
0: it, <laughs> I was
3: nervous, y'all. I was shaking while I was talking. No way. I, I want to get it right for the for the. Yeah, yeah no, it's no, great. I mean, that's and an what you story. talk
1: about, like not immediately dismissing witnesses in this thing—that's yeah. that's what this show's all about. I mean, that's because that's what I've having seen. Not that, but similar Something. things that I can't explain. Yeah, you know, some stuff I think is bullshit, but I I don't think that's bullshit. I believe this a hundred percent. I've also
0: experienced that thing. I've never seen a craft. I've seen orbs, but you you get that sense that they are totally aware that you are locked onto it. Like that For you're sure. watching it, it's watching you, and there's like a there's like a recognition there and it's like it, it creepy is one of the words, but it's like uh yeah, it's just I got to say
3: too actually I did, I left out this part, but I I wanted to say that when It was hovering above us when my mom and I simultaneously shared this moment where we were like, okay, this could happen. We could get abducted. Mm -hmm. There was this crazy feeling of like, that I feel like people who, who must like get in like a, like an airplane crash or something like emergency landing where they're like, holy shit, I'm about to like witness my own death. That's almost, almost liberating where I was like, Mm. okay, I don't know what's about to happen and I can't control it. So I'm just going to go with it. Wow. And it was like kind of like this freeing, even at like 11, I was like this freeing, like liberating thing where I was like, That's okay, crazy. about to jump into the infinite abyss. Let's see what happens. Y'all. Yeah.
0: Wow. So that is wild. Well, well, it may thank not you be for the last telling... time you see one of those. Yeah.
3: I hope not, but I feel like Do you think it was like the it first is. time think... it was? Do you think
1: it was the first yeah, time? Yeah,
3: that was the first time I definitely saw one. And I think it's probably going to be the last time, too, because people don't, like, have multiple.
2: Yeah, they do. I mean. surprised. They do. They do. <laughs> yeah,
3: but those are called schizophrenic people. Well, <laughs> yeah. we'll find out. I'm going to discredit myself by saying that. Yeah, you're just
1: yeah. talking about how oh, <laughs> oh, open, Okay. Well, those people are crazy.
4: Before
1: we cut to break, we have a little game to play with you. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Bullshit or believe it. Okay. You know how this is
3: played? I just found out, Okay, yeah.
1: great. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I won't be offended.
3: list topics? <laughs> yeah, 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 You say bullshit or believe it. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: And you can use, if you're not sure if you're on the fence, then use your vocal expressions.
0: Just err on the side of believe.
1: And just make sounds. <laughs> well, I'm saying you can <laughs> like, be like, bullshit. Bullshit?
3: Or <laughs> oh, okay. believe it?
1: I think you know. Like, we can always go back and visit. It. If there's anything on here that you want to be like, <laughs> add an amendment to, we can come back after. Okay. All right. Ready? Yes. Set. Ghosts.
3: Ooh. Oh man, I haven't that's that's believe it because I just had something crazy happen. Oh boy, okay, we'll okay, circle back. UFOs. UFOs, yes. Bigfoot Um Believe It ish. Angels. Don't believe it.
1: Bullshit. Bullshit.
3: Bullshit. Excuse me, I'm sorry. Bullshit. Gnomes. Bullshit. Come on.
1: JFK assassination conspiracy. Uh believe it. Fairies. Bullshit. Unicorns. Bullshit. Blackness monster.
3: Believe
1: it. Alien greys. Believe it. Parallel universes.
3: Believe it.
1: Rep- uh, reptilians disguising themselves as humans.
3: Oh, man. It's bullshit. Riley's it's learning mermaid. a lot. <laughs> it's Ri- Riley and I, mermaid. we talk about this stuff all the
1: time. Bullshit. Heaven.
3: Oh. Huh. Bullshit, but because I believe that there, that I don't think anything happens after death.
1: That's great. That's the definition of bullshit. Hell. <laughs>
3: uh, bullshit.
1: Dragons. Bullshit. Yeti.
3: Mm, bullshit. Elves. Bullshit. ESP. Oh, believe it, I think. Chupacabra. Bullshit. Demons. Oh, I think probably bullshit.
1: Atlantis.
3: Ooh, believe it.
1: Life on other planets. Believe it. World peace.
3: mm probably bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) And it ends on a down note. So you just had a ghost experience? I just had something really crazy happen. Actually, that did not happen to me personally, but happened to me via somebody showing me a photo of something that is the craziest shit I've ever seen in what my life. What was it? Can you
1: send it to me? We'll put it up yeah, in this episode. I ca-
3: it would be hard for me to d- dig and find the person that okay. I... Basically, okay, I'll give you a really, really short yeah. story. So basically, I went on tour with this band called Moon. I was opening up for them. We did like four shows. And their uh, photographer slash, I think, like content person on their tour was this girl who did her uh, thesis... Uh, what is that called? End of the year project in college. What is that called? I didn't go to college. Thesis. thesis. Work. Yeah, thesis. Yeah. Her thesis on her major, and it was about ghosts. Her thesis was about ghosts because she says that she's been seeing ghosts and talking to ghosts since she was a little kid. And she um, has this aunt who, who lived in Jamaica. Please be Jamaica. I hope it's Jamaica. And she said she. OK, so her aunt was getting rid of her uncle's home because her uncle had passed away. So her h- aunt went over there with a couple of friends to go and, like, check out the house and, like, say goodbye to it because they were going to put it on the market. And um, they were in the kitchen and the aunt was like, take a photo of me in this kitchen.
0: <laughs> That's creepy already.
3: And <laughs> this is this is her aunt and, like, two other women who are all about, like, 70 years old and they've got iPhones so they have no idea how to use them. <laughs> and they are taking photos in the kitchen and they do the, uh, the photo burst. Mm-hmm. And... In on accident and in this photo burst, they capture like guys, the craziest image I've ever seen in my life of a full person, person in the shot that there was not a person Whoa.
0: like an apparition type person like or like a fully formed physical a person
3: fully formed. It was the profile of a fully formed person bending over the stove in the background of what is a burst of about 20 photos. Wow. And it's only captured only in, one. in one of Whoa.
1: them. And That's it weird. is
3: the craziest shit I've ever seen in my life.
1: All right. If you can
3: track it down, I gotta, I gotta get it. For we
1: you have, guys, t- we it's have crazy. time before this goes up. Yeah. Send it to this guy. I, I it feel it so
3: bad. I wanted to fact check literally everything I said. That's okay. But the, we the photos, we the like, <laughs> <yeah>, we're not. <laughs> Once facts. it
1: comes out of our mouths, yeah. that's good I enough. For track
3: tracker down. You, you it was did a refer a crazy to the thing. FAA
4: as the FDA earlier in this. Uh, I did. You did. But I,
1: well, cool. d- a lot of dentists. Uh,
3: <laughs> I mean, I didn't know what nine years ago was because a I lot can't of do dentists do <laughs>
1: subtraction. Keep track of it. I meant FAA. <laughs> Sorry. I say that shit all the time. I say yeah, that's, 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 Skywalker instead of Skinwalker. So anyway, well, before that, I didn't it.
3: believe in ghosts, but now I think I maybe do believe in ghosts. That's the point. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah.
1: Well, we're wow. going to take a quick break. and When we come back, it's time for High Strangeness. Cool. Ooh, the <laughs> will
2: continue. Dang.
1: And we're back. And it's time for High Strangeness. And we have a tale to keep the UFOs in the skies wow. tonight. Um, so this is one that we mentioned. I'm trying to remember what episode it was. I think it was during the Orange Grove encounter. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is five or six episodes, ten episodes ago, maybe at this point. I can't remember. Uh, the one with the guy who hit up in the tree, and there were robots oh, yeah. and aliens trying to get him in the tree. Cisco Grove. Yo. Cisco Grove. Thank you. What? Um So uh, – yeah, th- you're
0: lucky shit didn't come out of the UFO. Yeah, no shit. Sure. Yeah, that would come a whole at, other story. Play with you, yeah. Uh, so uh-uh.
1: in that story, we brought up this incident that uh, Jay Allen Hynek had considered one of the most compelling uh, close encounter stories of that era, and this is the story of the Pascagoula Close Encounter. Mm-hmm. Uh, this took place on October 11th, 1973 in Pascagoula, Mississippi. And it involves two witnesses, two men, Charles Hickson, who was 42 years old at the time, and Calvin Parker Jr., not to be confused with Ray Parker Jr., Okay, you know, who wrote the Ghostbusters theme song? Yeah, I got the the -the (laughs)
0: glow-in-the-dark vinyl. Oh, you have that? I've heard of that.
1: Oh, yeah, you've seen it. We brought it in. Oh, yeah, that's why I've heard of that. Anyway, uh, (laughs) Calvin Parker Jr. was 18 or 19 at the time. I've got conflicting ages on that. So... These two gentlemen uh, worked at the shipyards in Pascagoula. and after work on a Thursday evening, they decided to go home, get their fishing gear, and go out to the river, which I think wasn't too far from where they worked, to do some fishing. And they were catching uh, fishing for catfish, and um,
3: so Mississippi.
1: It was. I know it's like uh, so. They're they're out there for a few hours. It's October, so it's dark. You know, it's getting dark out. And around 9 p.m., they decided to move from the spot they were at over to a um, another spot by uh, an uh an old pier. And they're on foot. They're 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 uh, fishing at the banks. They're not in a boat. So they go over to the pier, and they're fishing there. Um, and uh, Charles Hickson says that he noticed a weird buzzing sound almost a zipping sound in the sky. And he looks over and he sees this uh craft that's about um in roughly in the shape of a UFO or in the UFO it's roughly in the shape of a UFO (laughs) in of a football. And it's about uh eight feet tall and about eighteen feet Mm -hmm. long. And he said there were two blue almost headlights on it that were beaming towards Mm. their way. And he looks over and he sees that uh, Calvin is staring at this thing too. So he goes, okay, we both see it. So this is sort of similar to you and your mom, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. And um, the the craft comes over and it descends in front of them. And... They watch as a doorway seems to unfold, appear in the craft. And out of the craft, towards them on shore, come three beings. And these entities are are unlike any other entity that we've discussed on the show. These would fall more into that high, strange category of the Flatwoods Monster or the uh, Veronish UFO landing that took place in, allegedly in Russia in 1989. These aren't your typical alien greys.
0: More like a 60s sci-fi almost, robotic.
1: Yeah, almost, but... Yeah. so. Get a listen to this. So, they were described as being about five to five and a half feet tall. They had wrinkled, they were all one color, all wrinkly gray skin, like the texture of an elephant or Mm. like a tree trunk, right? Mm. All these like wrinkles and divots. Where their nose would be was a long, almost Mm. carrot shaped appendage. (laughs) <laughs> and then on the sides, there's no, there's no men yeah and then on the <laughs> sides they had t- towards their shoulders and there was no neck the head and the shoulders kind of fused together oh, gross. there were two other little carrot shaped things where the ears should be and uh charles hickson said there was a little slit for a mouth below that no eyes that he could tell the the forehead area and the face was so wrinkled he couldn't see any eyes Their bodies, again, continued with that leathery gray. He said it was either skin or some type of covering. But um, their arms were a little bit longer, and they had crab-like hands, lobster-claw-like hands. And then their legs, he said their legs looked like they were fused together and then had feet that were rounded off stump-like, like like an elephant, he said. And they floated. They they glided over to them. And they could see the craft floating above the, above the ground as well. So they are freaked out. And um, they come to, up to Calvin, two of them on each side of him. And he says he, feels, he felt a, an instant but very quickly subsiding pain in his shoulder. And then he started to float. His legs came out from underneath him and he started to levitate at an angle almost like you're in a recliner. And he looked over to see what was happening to Calvin Parker Jr and this is Charles, sorry. Charles looked over to see what was happening to Calvin Parker Jr and he said he just passed out. He fainted and later Calvin said he fainted from fear. So, they take both of these guys inside the they float them into the craft. No. And inside the craft, um, Charles described a circular room that was very bright, but he could find no discernible light source, and that the beings put him in front of an object that came out of the wall that he just said looked like a giant eye. Um, like almost mechanical eye, and it looked him up and down and gave him an examination. And he said the thing about these beings was he got the strong sense. He couldn't move. He was paralyzed. He could move his eyes, he said, but everything else he couldn't move. He had a really strong sensation that these beings were synthetic. I don't think he used that term. He said robotic because they had a mechanical-like movement to them. And he said the thing that he noticed was that their chests didn't rise and fall as if they were breathing air. So he didn't think that they were like living creatures. He thought that they were being controlled by some phantom puppet master, Some some guy was oh, wow. controlling, you maybe know, the somebody thing. else, maybe, I don't know. Oh, wow, okay. Some I assure on. Right. So, um he also remembers about it that um uh so so Charles Hickson, he was a uh Korean War vet. And um, he had been in battle. He'd seen combat. And he remembers sort of a moment where he was thinking, okay, if these guys are going to kill me, just kill me right now. But he heard his old commanding officer's voice in his head back, back back when he was in the Korean War saying like, Listen, and I'm paraphrasing here, but he was like, listen, when we, if you are ever in the shit, you keep a clear head, you look for a way out, and you stay alive. And mm-hmm. so he was like, he kind of fell back on his military training to help him cope with this extreme. Mm-hmm. Um, Stress. Th- yeah. Yeah. So Ray he,
0: Parker, not so fortunate to have that dream. Calvin Parker, yeah, or Calvin, Ray Parker. Or Ray.
1: No, Calvin Parker Jr. did not. And 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 what happened in his life took a very different turn after Charles Hickson's. So the Charles uh thinks that the uh encounter took about 20 minutes, then they were placed back out um on shore, and the craft left him. And he got a hold of Calvin and they were both returned right where they were taken. And Calvin, he said, he knew from being in the war he was heading into shock. Mm-hmm. He was acting that way. He was, like, totally dazed, freaked out, and in shock. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they go back to Charles's truck. Charles said he sat there and did a few shots of whiskey to steady his nerves. And they talked about what what, what they were going to do next. And they ultimately decided, well, we have to tell somebody in case it happens to somebody else or— uh it's an invasion. Like they didn't know what the fuck was going on. And, but they were both pretty clearly quickly come to the conclusion, much like you did with your mom, that whatever they had just encountered was not of this earth.
4: So that's pretty obvious. They yeah.
1: drive yeah. and get, they find a payphone. They get on the payphone. They call Keesler air Force base and Keesler at the time. Now this is just a few years after project blue project blue book ended. And it was funny because the air force literally told them, we don't. We're not in the business of UFOs anymore. Call your call your sheriff. Yeah. Wow. So they call the sheriff, and the sheriff kind of laughs at them, but says, oh, "Come on in and tell me what you saw." And when they get to the sheriff station, the sheriff um, admitted that they seemed like they had just come from an extremely uh, extremely stressful incident. Wow. And, so it's authentic. And they questioned the guys that got the story. They thought it was over the top and a little silly. They like they were laughing kind of behind their backs. Uh which of course is what Charles Hickson and Calvin Parker Jr. are the most afraid of happening is being mocked and being made fun of after this horrible fucking thing happens to you that you cannot explain. But what they did was they left them alone in the interrogation room and they recorded a secret tape of the two of them, expecting them to be like, well, we got to pull the fast one over on them. And what they heard instead were the two guys unpacking what they had just seen mm. and experienced mm. and they were sitting there going god god to hell i never thought i would i would never thought i would have seen anything like this did you see that door come up yeah i don't know how that door opened i didn't and did you see that and i was yeah and 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 mm. did they just verifying i him. i passed out i was so scared just that verifying with one another and they were like he, they were like, God, I got to get home to my wife. I got to tell my wife about this. I got blah 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 blah. Like, I get chills thinking about it. And there's actually, you can find transcripts of the recording that you know I didn't bring in today to read. But oh, they're, they just sit back and they talk about it and talk about the experience, confirm everything they just said to. So they went, okay, so. What are you going to do in this situation? Well, not much. Next morning, they go back to work at the shipyard. Now, they had talked to the, yeah, and, to the sheriff. And I believe that. the sheriff's last name was Diamond. Um, sheriff Diamond. They had said, Now, please, whatever you do, do not let anyone. They, they, they had asked, they said to the sheriff, Listen, we just want to tell you we have no interest in this story getting out whatsoever. And the next day at work, Charles Hickson gets a call from the sheriff's office. He says, uh, "My uh, my station is surrounded by reporters. Somehow, this story got out." Mm. And Charles Hickson said, "Well, who in your department called them? Because we didn't call anybody." And he said, "It wasn't us." Um, and the boss, uh, um, Charles's boss, overheard him on the phone, and he goes, "What's going on?" And Charles calls Calvin in, and they tell the boss their story. And the boss was We're like— We're going to need
4: the day off. Though.
1: Yeah, no shit. He was like, well, it sounds like you guys need to get a lawyer. So he got the—he um, brought in the uh, the shipyard's lawyer, this guy, uh, Caligno. What's his name? Um, played by Matthew McConaughey. Oh, yeah. So the boss is Johnny Walker, <laughs> which is amazing. And then they—and <laughs> um, then Joe Klingo is was the attorney, and they told the story to the attorney, and one of the things that Charles said was he was really scared if they had been exposed to radiation. Mm. So mm. the the lawyer contacted Kiesler again, the Air Force base, and he told them, "Well, now you know I'm a lawyer; I'm representing them. Uh, we need to find out they can. Can you test them for radiation exposure?" Which they did, and I don't think anything came up. But when they went into the Air Force base, this is all happening within like the same twenty four hour period. The Air Force. Suddenly was interested, and High Command came in and interviewed them for a couple hours as well, and they told their story. Now, this started going around Pascagoula, and um, Jay Allen Hynek heard the story, uh, and he was uh, at the Center for UFO Studies at the time, and then James Harder from the Aerial Phenomenon Research Organization, um, APRO, they both came to interview them, and James Hardner had initially tried to get uh, um, Charles Hickson hypnotized for to see what happened, geez, oh, so they could get better. Yeah. And I guess that attempt, that initial attempt, was unsuccessful. But later, some murky details came out. But we really didn't, don't have a big hypno therapy. They pretty much kind of remember everything that happened mm-hmm. for the most part. There wasn't a lot of missing time here. right? Because when they got back... By the 10... They, 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 like, the abduction happened at 9 p.m., and they were at the sheriff's station, I think, by, like, 10, 30. So they weren't gone that long. Was, they said about 20 minutes. So Heineck interviewed them, and he... Uh, like I stated earlier, he said this was a... He felt a very genuine and compelling case. He came out of it certain that they had had a real, to them, experience, that there was something going on with this encounter. Now... Charles Hickson went on to talk about this. He sort of became part of the UFO community. He went on to co-write a book about it called Contact at Pascagoula. Um, I believe that's the name of it. Um, He did um, a—he would do talks. He even edited or produced a a documentary, like TV, sort of low-budget documentary about the incident and Mm. about other abductions. Um, so he really went on to become an advocate for for this case and really became a believer in UFOs, and an expert, very on the subject, salt yeah. of the earth, grounded, grandfatherly guy, you know, not a sensationalistic dude at all. Um, and he passed away at age 80, I believe, in 2011. Now, um, Calvin Parker Jr., however, he wanted nothing to do with the spotlight. He was a very religious guy. They think they both were, but Calvin Parker more so, I think, came from a more Bible background. And he was terrified and traumatized by it he was admitted to a hospital for nervous breakdown i think within weeks of this happening he (sighs) suffered a few he suffered like ptsd from it um he uh went into the hot he was hospitalized a few times over his life um and it's strange in uh, uh he didn't really start talking about it until about 40 years later and he started doing interviews in, you know, 2013, and um, he admitted that um, he had had subsequent encounters. Oh no! And he interpreted them as from a more biblical point of view. And his story did change a little bit. That's the one weird thing is he later said, "Well, I wasn't passed out the whole time. I," he said, "He saw a beautiful woman in the ship." And then later was abducted by the same ship later in his life, and really? then the beautiful wo- woman told him that she was from a race that that um, that uh, worshipped the same God as we do, the same Christian God. Oh, that's wild. Oh, okay. and that, um, and I, I don't know what this was. You know, obviously he had some, some mental breakdowns stuff. from this stuff. So, and and that she wanted she they she came from a race that. Um, couldn't really be part of the human race because we were so fixated on war and violence. I mean, it makes
0: you wonder if they just interpreted different things through their own filters. Might might
1: be. I mean, he says in the transcripts, he goes, oh, God, I don't know what, help me God, I know there's a God up there. Like, he was very religious about it from the (laughs) beginning. Mm -hmm. Um, And he has said, I'm not so sure if they weren't aliens, but demons, you Mm. know? So he had almost this more, like, Spiritual medieval, on it. medieval yeah. spiritual point of view about it yeah okay um and that is pretty much the encounter now charles hickson's story never changed
4: there's strange noises happening that was weird ice machine ice machine
1: tree that Aliens? was the ice demons that's
4: the ice yeah that's yeah, the ice machine that's <laughs> <laughs> never made that oh, sound before though that's a weird sound <laughs> um
1: Wow, okay. Now, (laughs) there were some other witnesses uh, that came forward in 2001. A retired Navy Chief Petty Officer, Mike uh, Cataldo, revealed that he saw an unusual UFO, uh, an object that looked like a tambourine Hmm. with orange uh, or small flashing lights, maybe orange, um, on that night fly down Route 90 on his way as he was going from Pascagoula to Ocean Springs. Mm. So there's at least one corroborating witness of seeing a UFO in the sky at that time, an unidentified object. Now, Rolling Stone did a story on this at one point, and there was a couple skeptical points that came up. One, which was where the abduction point took place was well within view of two 24-hour toll booths, and nobody there saw anything. And was within range of the um shipyard security cameras, which also didn't pick up anything, but mm. you know who knows uh but that is the case of the pascakula abduction, and it is a weird it's a weird one. these guys look like like, like turnip people, they're very i love that creatures. yeah creatures
3: I wanted to say, um after uh doing movie night and watching two movies that we watched um
4: legend of boggy creek no communion communion
3: and the other one which was legend of boggy creek no we watched a third one right no okay maybe we watched we watched we watch a movie here also (laughs) anyway this concept that the aliens are being uh like wearing a costume Mm -hmm. is really intriguing Mm -hmm. i love that idea type, type of mask yeah because i've always kind of thought about aliens and i'm like god if there are is if there's life on other planets and it's like so many light years away i'm doubting that they would look anything even remotely like us and have appendages they might be light beings they might be free-floating consciousness they might my favorite um movie that i feel like depicts what aliens could and might be like is uh the newest arrival that came Mm -hmm. out Mm -hmm. because why would they? Why would they look anything like us? Why would they interact anything like us? Why would they have language like us? And this concept that they're that they are wearing costumes, maybe or coverings, or I like that or, much more. we
1: projecting some sort of psychic yeah. imagery that covers the way they look. I mean, like yes. on the end of did you ever see Contact with Jodie Foster? No, I haven't seen that one. You should watch that. Yeah. I won't spoil it for you, but that that idea comes up in that as well. Um, it's closest to, in terms of vibe, it's closest to Arrival. Arrival is very much in the in sort of the the neighborhood of the movie Contact. Um, I would say the one thing that might explain why they may look something like us is if we are descendants of them, if oh. our DNA was actually borrowed from them the and lake. mixed with something here on Earth to make us, or yeah. ancestors, or that's hmm. what I mean. What this...
4: descendants, or are... oh, okay, I thought yeah. you like. They created us and we'd be descendants, but or if we're just them in the past,
1: Ooh, that too, yeah. But, but I meant specifically that they created us, that, that we are their descendants, uh, genetic, they're we're their genetic,
4: the children. alien monkey genetic, yeah. Jacques yeah.
0: Vallée makes that s- same point that there's some type of control mechanism that that seems to be able to, um change the, the appearance of whatever these things are like on the cover of his uh, seminal work passport to magonia you see that alien gray holding up a few different masks one of the goblin one of the the red devil
4: and one and of the fairy I and think. one of yeah and it's yeah. like
0: and he makes that point too that these things you know they 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 they, they change shape they change appearance you know um And that it's all somehow related, you know?
3: Yeah, and and to to riff off that a little bit, how is that like any different than we change our clothing every day to something that's interpreting something they've never seen before? Maybe style or like (laughs) Mm -hmm. extraterrestrial fashion plays into that where they're, you know, they're changing their identity.
4: Alien greys are out. Reptilians are in. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. no, it's true. (laughs) Reptilians are the
0: new black. Well, I know know I've said this before, but I, I remember thinking about back to that that thing i saw in my window and it was just so on the nose red devilish it was like and then and then i saw on the cover of that book he he uses that same imagery like the devil with the horns and i and i go and i and i think to my and i think to myself what makes more sense that the that the devil shows up at my window or some sort of you know alien in you know in in mask as the devil you know i mean i don't know but i mean t- the latter makes more sense i to think me. he
3: was the devil <laughs> yeah
0: i mean i don't know man it's crazy it's weird shit i mean
3: i think that could that to me helps to rationalize the whole idea and concept of ufos and aliens and like extraterrestrials and it helps like solidify that it could be more plausible the idea that it's that they're shape-shifting or that they're that they don't they're, assume a shape all the time, and that's like why everyone sees something different. It's and,
0: true. It's like they're playing with us. Whatever they are, yeah, you know? or
3: or they're doing something that we don't even have the comprehension to like even understand. Like we wouldn't even we don't have context for what they're doing when they shapeshift or. So
1: we're running out of time. Usually yeah. we cut to break before we ask this question, but we want to since we're already kind of talking about it. Yeah, let me exactly. Ask you, what the hell was that? What do you think? At the end of the day, yeah. if you had to go, well, I heard the story, I think it was this, what is it?
3: Dude, I mean, I I based on my own personal experience, I feel like probably it happened to them. Feel like which is also kind of makes me jealous because I'm like, dude, what about me? Why <laughs> I was so induction? close
1: to gray, wrinkly, <laughs> elephant skin, lobster claw guys. Yeah. And oh they didn't God. even come out on they, they, didn't they didn't even talk to me. Touch I me oh and God, I was like uh,
3: fully prepared for it. I was having an existential crisis and everything and they didn't I mean, even come out. Oh,
1: Jesus, if funny. you're going to do it, just do it.
3: Yeah, exactly. No, I think probably yeah, totally. And to like, to you know, probably it happened and um, I think that what they witnessed, which sounds honestly like so silly and, and funny, the turnip man with elephant skin, um,
1: they look like something out of like Harry Potter. Yeah, that's totally.
3: I love that. I want to like draw it later. But um, I think that probably what that what that was is like just another example of some extraterrestrials trying to either conceal their identity or maybe it's like what that is to them is. Us in like astronaut astronaut costumes. Or they you know, were what I mean? yeah,
1: they could have been suits or they could have been protective gear they from the
3: could top have of been drones. 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 I mean, they yeah. could have
1: been some kind of biological or mechanical drone. Yeah, they could be. I want
0: to read you something real quick. So this is from Jacques Vallée and Eric W. Davis. Um, everything works as if UAPs were the product of a technology that integrates physical and psychic phenomena and primarily affects cultural variables in our society through manipulation of physiological and psychological parameters in the witnesses. And it also goes on to say, this single statement can be developed as follows. The phenomenon is the product of a technology. During the observation, the UAP is a real, physical, material object. However it appears to use either very clever deception or very advanced physical principles resulting in the effects we have called anti-physical which must eventually mm. be reconciled with the laws of physics so i mean you know m- making a strong case for uh you know, these things are definitely able to take on a manipulation of their own, you know, that will work with the observer. Right. And, and that might that might have a little bit to do with why these two guys observed different things.
4: Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. Very strange. Like a, yeah, super strange. A, another level of the ability to manipulate reality. Mm-hmm. Whether it's Uh, technological or... It's
0: true, and it says, the technology triggers psychic effects either purposely or as a side effect of its manifestations. Yeah. These consciousness phenomena are now too common to be ignored or relegated to the category of exaggerated or ill-observed facts. Mm -hmm. All of us who have investigated close-range sightings have become familiar with these effects. That was from Valet and Davis, Physics of High Strangeness.
3: That's what I'm saying. It's so much more abstract than the way that you think it is. Like if you look at any instance of human life, like what the hell are we doing right now? We're talking into these weird things. If some being were to come in here and like see us all sitting around performing some religious ceremony of speaking to one or another. Or like, it's like Nova
1: sitting right here. Yeah, he has what's no he, fucking concept of what's going on. What's but he, he doing? Yeah. He has, a, he knows. But yet yeah. it's a conscious being. I mean, yeah. A, I always think when know. I'm on stage, I didn't, if I didn't someone... mean to call you an idiot, buddy. <laughs> You're, <laughs> You're idiot. the smartest <laughs> no, no. boy. A good boy. I'm That's what saying. I'm saying is like every, you know everything.
3: Every time I go on stage, for example, as an artist, I have this thought in my head where I'm like, okay, if someone were to come down from outer space with no concept or con on context for like what I'm doing here and see me just shouting at like a bunch of other beings like me, yeah. what would they interpret it as? Would they interpret it as like a religious ceremony or I'm like brainwashing them yeah, or like, some, like
4: weird objects. i'm like
3: swinging an object around Your, with my fingers right. and,
4: manipulating electricity yeah. and magnetism as, as, am i sound the, am i the queen
3: of this universe who knows yes. you oh, know Carol, what I mean? you
4: are the queen of
0: as terrence universe. mckenna says making tiny mouth noises <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I, lo- I love that
3: it's yeah great. what's that
0: oh he's just described how how odd like you were just saying yeah you know,
3: like uh, w- we're talking what this
0: thing called communication really is it's just small little Uh, mouth movements and making funny noises
1: totally um well i uh anyway that was a great story i got a good yeah Yeah, yeah, Uh, well thank you for being our first guest who who have
0: seen a ufo
1: uh up close and personal Um, grace uh, where can people find you should you want to be found
3: oh yes i am on instagram on facebook twitter all at grace mitchell grace mitchell m-i-t-c-h where can we hear music spotify Apple Music, iTunes, uh, SoundCloud, all of the things. Awesome. Stream that shit.
4: Great. Yeah, it's really good. You should listen. To um,
3: it. Yeah, listen to oh,
1: yeah. it. Well, what we'll do is right after this, we'll close out with one of your songs. If you want to put it, close out, we'll play a, play a song. Really? Yeah. Won't you? Absolutely. Win? Totally. Oh, do you have one off the top of your head? Do you think you'd like to
3: play? Oh, MS No, not oh, play a lot. But oh, we'll, we'll, okay. we'll put we'll oh, put yeah, the, yeah, put yeah a track play, on to close out. This is my song called Nolo. Great.
1: All right. And uh, I want to thank all of you guys listening. I want to thank Riley Bray. I want to thank Sun Eaters for our theme song from the upcoming track, Come Along. I want to thank my co-host, Bryce Johnson. You can find him on all the social media at Bryce Johnson, or Bryce O. Johnson, Mr. Bryce Johnson. I'm McMills, Riley's trash bag hashtag. You can find Bigfoot Collectors Club and all the social media outlets. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with another Episode of the BCC. We love you guys. See and you Thank you. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Grace will take us out.
3: I'm changing my song. It's going to be Kids Ain't All Right. Oh Kids Ain't All Right. Okay. Good choice.
2: If you came in late, then you would have missed the early warning Now we pay for mistakes thrown right in my face and no one's sorry i've been so blind ooh, ooh, ooh. the kids ain't alright Kids ain't alright Now you get